tell you, I was just going to have this conversation today with Sylvia Peters or Sylvia Bagley um, up at the Rite Aid. And we, we both had, and I hate to speak of the dead like this, but I'm going to anyway. Um, Florine Campbell. I don't know if her name was Florice or Florine, but she, she was our first grade teacher. Meanest woman that ever walked the face. Is she related to you? <laughs> you know, I am a, I like to read now. I'm an avid reader and I have been most of my life, but my first experiences with reading were horrendous. Or I thought that, I mean, you know, looking back on it. But anyway, she um, would and these books were just so fascinating. Run, spot, run. See, walk, go. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And you'd have to go up in this little reading circle, and you'd have to stand up and next to her. And I got if and it mixed up all the time. And I was horrified to go to reading circle. Because if you missed it and you got, if you missed a word, she'd take that paddle and she'd swat you on, on the hind end. And I mean, I was terrified. And I always got it wrong, so I always, she always swatted me. And I would go back to my desk. Jimmy Parsons sat right behind me. And I had him help me figure out how many more years in my lifetime I had to read. And so, because I knew by making marks, I knew I had to go to school 12 years, so I made 12 marks, and this is my first time. So I had 11 more years I had to read. <laughs> And, you know, everyone had that bad experience with her. And she beat Anita Johnson, who was in our room, she beat her so badly in the cloakroom that she was fired because of that. But I never forgot it. I never forgot Florine Campbell. And my mother called me at school one day when I was teaching in Indiana. She said, I hate to, to interrupt your class, but she said, I had to call and tell you that Florine Campbell passed away in Florida last week. I just heard today. So you can rest easy <laughs> and read your books. But she was she was a mean, mean person. Well, that was anybody, experience for a first grader oh, to yeah. start your school year off like that. She, she was. Well, so, you talk to anybody that had her, and they'll tell the same story I tell. Completely, they'd get up early in the morning and beat Bestie Francis up when she was. Bestie. Bestie Francis. Miss Bestie. She taught my dad in the sixth grade at Fleming Neon. And she taught me in the sixth grade, and we transferred down here to St. Helens down here. So she was one another one of those people that followed the railroad line up and down through there. And she uh, got in a collision one time. We were playing ball over in that old gym, that old wooden school there in St. Helens High School. And it was the wintertime, of course, and uh, the old wooden floor had covered with oil and everything, you know, and you had a pop belly stove there and all that stuff. And we were just a bunch of old boys having a ball game. We were scrambling around there for a loose ball. And I think I bumped Merle Cundit, Merle Duck, Buck Jr. loose. He bumped Miss Vesty and she went into the coal bucket and got stuck in that thing in her butt. <laughs> and of course, we all thought that was funny. Later on, we did tonight. It's a funny Made us stay in for a week at recess and all that sort of stuff. Very vindictive person. But she wouldn't weigh 86 pounds soaking wet. 
And I've seen her pick fellas up as big as me and him right there, the 15, 16 year old in sixth grade. She pick them up like it, and she cup her hand and smack them right across the top of the head. And we call it scathing. And some reason or another, when that hit the top of your head, that hand flew open and it made a loud popping noise. And, and uh, the kids, of course, they was always going around escaping each other, you know, after that. But I've seen her punch people and I felt her breath. One day I put a big needle right in the toe of my shoe. She was up there writing something on the backboard. I kicked Terry Chapman right in the butt. He had to have eyes right in the back of her head. Because I never saw nothing come. <laughs> Black eyes and slick in the butt. And you know what my dad said? He said, only uh, good sense keeps me from blacking your other eyes. You know, her last name was what? He said, her name was Vesty Francis. Now her brother, Lee Francis, she's worked down there at the block plant down here at Bayville. She had two or three sisters. One of them taught out there at that cable school where the general built that restaurant out there. I think Eric could work that over to a bed and breakfast now. And uh, she taught in the system for many, many years. But she was out there at that cable school and lightning hit a tree, hit a big beech tree out there at recess. And it splintered that tree. They had chunks of wood weighed three, four hundred pounds. And one of them chunks of wood fell on the boy out there. And before anybody get to him or anything else, that little old woman, I said, she was weigh 86 pounds soaking wet. She ran up there and picked that big old chunk of wood up. I bet it weighed 300 pounds through that off that kid. Was he okay? He was pretty battered, let's put it that way. He survived, but he, he took a pretty good leak out of it. But she was, uh, she was a piece of work. And uh, after putting up with her, though, uh, I think I wound up with Wallace Stacy in the seventh grade. And Cash ever so come along, I had the man from Cow Creek, I had his first class at St. Helen. But you know, the strange thing was, we attended the sixth grade in that old wooden building, and they thought they'd already consolidated in 54 there. And uh, they had. We, I went to school in that new brick building one year in seventh grade there, Wallace Stacy. The next year it was already overcrowded and everything, and they moved us, eighth grade, back over, but the old wooden building was tore down, that old cafeteria, that building standing there now was the cafeteria of the old school. And they put the eighth grade upstairs and the seventh grade downstairs. Carolyn Eversole, I think, had the seventh grade down there at one time. They had classes in there two or three years, but we graduated over in the new building. I think we about the first class to graduate from there. But Cash gave me a dollar, silver dollar, every week in the wintertime. My bus was the first one there the morning. I'd go over and build far over. I'd build one down in the seventh grade room, old pot belly stove, and I'd go upstairs and build one in the upstairs room there. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. We didn't feel like we was underprivileged or anything. I know old Cash was a great teacher. You know, he was rough. He's a god too. He didn't, if he didn't like you, or if you you decided you was going to bully him, you didn't. You know, this is a man with combat heart. So, and, and uh, but he would tickle the life out of me. What we'd have for dinner at school would be what he caught the night before. <laughs> if he was out cooning up, he'd catch a big coon or a groundhog or something. He'd dress her out, bring her to school, and the, the cooks would, uh, Everett Marshall's mother was one of them, they, the cooks, they'd 
bacon old groundhog or coon up there, and that's what we'd have for lunch with the boys, you know, the girls would eat that school fair, but the boys, we'd always eat groundhogs and coons and whatever. And at recess, we went out, he brought his old World War II guns and stuff. We'd go out and shoot up Moon Station at recess and what have you. It was just a different time, a different world. Uh, the first time I ever saw Jonas Hopkins, Jonas is my friend most of my life. The first time I ever saw him, he was standing outside the school there with an old boy named Ford Shoemaker. They were standing toe to toe, duking it down. And back then, when we moved down here, why, they was boys 15, 16, 17 years old in the fifth and sixth grade, and you talk about boys by that time, they were used to handling a team of mules and a turning plow, you know. And, uh, once I took uh, Floyd Hobbs, Floyd suit Bean Hobbs, it did now, but I took a pistol away from him. He had hired Chapman, he was going to shoot him with it, or he said he was. I don't think the whole thing that he could shoot it. No, 38, we threw it over in the woods, and uh, he never did find that, as far as I know of. That was the only incident I can ever remember of anybody ever bringing a gun to school, threatening anybody or anything else. Now, Merle Cundiff Jr. Luce fought a knife fight for 45 minutes up there, never drew the first drop of blood. <laughs> the only real violence that I ever saw, or I didn't see it, it happened, I think, about the first year that they had this school up there on the head, or on the hill. There was one boy whacked another in the back of the head with a weed whacker there and killed him. Killed him? Killed him. Our you mean that school up on the hill? The, the school up on the hill, I think 63 is when they built that. Is that Townsend? I graduated in 61. I was the Ridge. last class to graduate at the old school. So you graduated in 64. 64. 64. Well, I guess that's probably when they started building that school in 63. They didn't have yeah. They started on 63. But it was 63, 64, right there somewhere. They were working one of them after school programs. Them two boys got to fight up right one of them smacked the other back of the head. With a Whatever happened head. to the perpetrator? Oh, he, he, was, he was sent up. Um, he, he, he was sent up for years. Oh, he was? Yeah. I never didn't know where they sent him or anything. Yeah. Or I might have known it one time or the other, but it just faded over the years. I never hear where he went. I never heard that story. Ari Townsend's who it was. He yeah. died about a year ago. He did? Mm -hmm. It was Ari Townsend. You mean the guy in the prison? Yeah. Well, I guess it would be because the other one died at the scene. I don't remember, no. My memory story. I can't either. I can't remember. For some reason, I was thinking it was a Spencer, but I'm not positive. I can't remember who it was. So, Mrs. Arley, did he have a car lot at one time? No. No. I'm thinking of somebody here. There was another deal. Okay, sorry. There was another deal there of a Spencer boy that killed some girl when he got off school bus. That was at the Canyon Falls area. My husband has talked about that. He was a Chapman? I believe it. It was a long, long time ago. It was after I'd done left school and left down there. And what happened to the bus? He shot her something after she got off school. I don't know all the details because I knew that, the, well, I knew other I was away from here. My mother told me about it on the phone and everything. And I did he throw her in a pond after he shot her? I'm trying to remember. I don't remember. I, just I mean, remember. I didn't. I just remember I wasn't the tales that there was something about somebody being yeah. thrown in the pond. You, you find it's, out from Bill. Bill rode the school bus with her. I like stories. Bill, Bill, come tell that story. Like murders. Did he see it? I don't think. I don't think he's seen it because 
it was on 708, and he lived off the side road there. But it would have happened within less less than a mile, you know, but he was just on another little road. But he did ride the school bus with him. Kenneth, did your woman come home and tell you about the mess that we made up there of the Jane and Cheryl's typing room when we was getting ready for the junior-senior prom up there? We I think we was going to try to cut, uh, Johnny Mathis had a song called The Twelfth of Never. And some of us had seen him on uh, uh, Hit Parade or something, and they had these floral gardens in New Orleans uh, there. And we decided that's what we wanted the gym to look like for our senior prom. And to make it look like that, we were going to have to get us a bunch of rocks. And nobody had a pickup truck. I mean, we used to own pickup trucks back in them days. They were very few and far between. So some of us went over to the railroad depot and we borrowed a baggage car over. I went a big old thing with that big long tongue. And we went out on the hill out there at Bungle and got, got these rocks. And I don't know, somebody or the other, I guess I wouldn't even have a clue who the guilty was, but somebody had a bottle in a bag with a little muscatel in it. Sometime during the course of loading all these rocks on there, we decided it didn't make a whole lot of sense to have to push and pull and strain and grunt, get that old baggage car back down to the school hour. So we decided to ride off that hill. <laughs> Big mistake. And then you couldn't steer that thing where the hood it was just like a little red wagon, only it was a lot stiffer <laughs> and harder now. And me and Larry and Mike brother was we was commanding the ship as we come down through it. And we managed to cut it, started starting to cross the bridge. But when we going across that bridge, it dawned upon me, we couldn't, there's no way we could stop that thing. And we were going to go right through the red light. We were either going to go through <laughs> Snowden's Barber Shop or Hobbs's Restaurant. So I told Larry to cut that thing hard to the right to the school. There was a big hedge there. The last I seen of Larry, he went head <laughs> We piled into that room in the Jane Ann Shearer's typing class. We tore that whole wall. It typed right and the bricks went flying out. I believe Elbert Hudson was the maddest man I ever saw in my life. <laughs> and nobody was really hurt out of there. That was amazing. <laughs> Well, how was the prom decoration? Well, the prom went, it didn't go really great either. <laughs> <laughs>